Welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about reframing changing the language you use to describe something. Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great, too. Oh, good. Can can I tell you what I'm excited about? Uh, I would love to know what you're excited about. Tonight, it's um, Monday, September 16th. And tonight is the season finale of American Ninja Warrior. (laughs) So it's an exciting day and a sad day. Oh, it's just exciting. Because really, I (laughs) I couldn't do this year round. I couldn't do this excited year round. It's it's too much. (laughs) Yeah, it's too much. But it's, um, they've already told us that somebody will win the million dollars tonight. (gasps) So that's very exciting because it's season 11 and only once has anybody won. So oh my gosh season, uh, yeah season seven so um yeah so i'm very my dad that is exciting very excited yes can't wait to find out it should be the pot should build it should be like a lottery yeah that's right so well that, they did they did add a few like they added a i think it was a hundred thousand or maybe 200 last year for the person who went farthest oh uh-huh. didn't finish so yeah um, that would be cool if the pot built. Yeah, they're getting their money's worth on this one. The show. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah so. They get to advertise that it's a million dollar pot and they never have to give it away. <laughs> right. Exactly. Until tonight. That's right. So yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, that is exciting. <laughs> kind of makes me want to watch it, although I can I- never really sort of organize myself around watching it. It's on at eight o'clock your time on NBC. You can okay. do it. I can text you if you want. <laughs> yeah, text me. Because I will know the winner well before you do. Because it's on yes. earlier here. And All right, so you probably have it on here. at 7. Uh-huh. So, oh, yep. Boy. By 7 p.m. your time, I will know who won. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, I'll stop talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> I really am excited. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> You're, this excitement is not feigned. You are oh, genuinely well, excited. That's right. That would be a crazy thing to feign excitement <laughs> about. It's not like I'm really proud of it, but I'm not ashamed either. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, today we get to talk about reframing. Yes. Um. So as I mentioned in the intro, reframing is about changing uh, the words that you use or um, maybe not even changing the words, but changing what those words mean so that you have a different experience with something. Um, We've talked about this on the podcast before when we were talking about evening routines and I said I call it putting the house to bed. Well, part of my evening routine is putting the house to bed. Right. Which is such a cozy way to put it. Yeah. Okay. And it's and it's just 
feels nice and it and it sets me up to get ready to go to bed myself when I put the house to bed. Right. You could call getting ready for bed, like whatever those things that you do, you could call yeah. that putting yourself to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tucking myself in. That's right. <laughs> yeah. One, uh, one thing I have been known to do that I read somewhere, a reframe, is instead of uh, telling myself I have to do something, I'll tell myself I get to do something. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so that that really does shift your perspective on it. And in in fact, so many things that we, at least that I do in my life, I really am privileged to be able to do. Um, so it's a nice way to think about it. Right. Yeah, the, another one in that same realm that works is uh, thinking that you're choosing to do something as opposed mm. to have to do it. And you right. may be choosing to do it to get it done or choosing to do it so it's not hanging over your head anymore, but you are choosing to do it. And it, and, right. and it, that gives you a different feeling about it when you recognize that, that there is a choice involved there. Right. You're more, it makes you feel more in control and doing right. something you want to do. Yeah, that's good. Do you, do you find that you help your clients in reframing things? I can't imagine that you don't. <laughs> I would imagine you do that all the time. <laughs> I do do that all the time. Um, and I often will help them. I, you know, it's sort of interesting. There's sort of two ways that it comes up a lot. One is in how you talk to yourself or think about things for yourself. And one is when other people say things to you. And that's when sort of redefining what that means can be really useful. I think I've shared on the podcast before about a client that I had whose um, mother had a tendency to make comments, critical comments about her appearance when she saw her. And, you know, this made her feel bad, as you might imagine. Yeah. And I, and we talked about it, and I said, you know, so here's the thing. You're not going to get your mother to change. Like, she tried explaining to her that that hurt her feelings, and she, you know, tried ignoring it, and she tried all these different things. Um, and that's just how her mom was going to be. And I said, so what if um, you understood that, you know, the purpose – of her doing that. The reason why she's doing it is because she loves you and she wants you to be safe. So, you know, if it's a comment about your weight, she feels that if you weighed less, you would be healthier and live longer and things would be easier for you. If it's, you know, a comment on what you're wearing, you know, it's that she thinks maybe you won't fit in or something like that. But the bottom line is that whatever she's saying, she's saying it because she wants the best for you and she loves you. And so we made this little um, mom to daughter decoder trick, which was mm -hmm. regardless of what her mom said to her, she should hear it as I love you and I want you to be okay. Nice. And you probably helped yeah. her um, unconscious mind come up with that I mean to actually do that decoding for her yes it wasn't just a out, outer thing it was an inner thing right 
Yeah, that's right. amazing. Yeah. So, so that's something that anyone can do. If you have someone in your life who you want to continue to have in your life and they say things to you that are frustrating or hurtful, consider uh, why they, you know, what's the positive intention of what they're saying and how can you reframe that in your mind so that the regardless of the words they choose the meaning to you is that deeper positive intention nice that's yeah. that's great advice i can think it i i'm not going to share it but i can think of how i can <laughs> implement that right away <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we all probably have someone like that who uh makes comments that aren't necessarily helpful. And I think, you know, I talk to a lot of clients who, especially when they're wanting to um, uh, start businesses, become self-employed, and there are people in their life who want them to stay in a job and and make that really well known and, and just, you know, letting them understand like, well, they're saying that because they want you to be safe or they want you to be okay. And in their world, this you are okay by staying in a job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's the phrase that you can use to um, translate that for yourself so that you hear that deeper sentiment? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that could be very helpful. Yeah, and then... Um, um, the other kind of reframing is just renaming things. You know, sometimes things that make us anxious or that we get perfectionistic about is because we have all of this meaning attached to the words. And if you change the words, then that meaning changes for you too. And it allows you to sort of be with that thing in a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. The example of the the evening routine, getting called, putting the house to bed, is a good one for that because the evening routine, you know, if you're, if you have perfectionistic tendencies, like, it's a routine. It needs to be done a specific way in a routine way and specific, you know, the like it needs to happen a certain way. And when you change that language, not only does it feel nicer, but it frees you from that need for perfectionism because you know putting the house to bed like if you think about putting a kid to bed you know there may be certain steps there but you it's also more flexible you don't have to do everything in the same order or whatever yeah right yeah it strikes me that in terms of evening routines as long as the end result is there the house is ready for bed uh doesn't matter how you got there and it can right. that would that would make me feel more free if I were concerned about doing it right. Yeah. yeah. I I use this a lot with myself in terms of exercise. I hardly ever talk about exercising. I mm-hmm. I don't exercise isn't on my list. I don't talk I mean that's just not a word I use. It doesn't feel fun to me. So I choose words that um, 
that inspire me or feel good or you know whatever I need to get me out and do what I want to do so right now I'm I'm just I just think about moving my body mm. so I, uh, on my list it just says move were, ah, <laughs> I was trying to guess what the phraseology was going oh, to be oh yeah yeah and that's what I guessed move my body so you'll just put move in and yep. if I put move on my list I would think I was going to move house right <laughs> and not move my body um, yeah yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm confident I have many things like that on my task list yeah. <laughs> that I can't think of right now uh, while we're talking about it. But I like that. I know with my clients, I'll hear things like, I, I, I just can't do this. You know, I can't organize or I'm a disorganized person. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll say things like, well, let's reframe that. You, know, you, you haven't been able to do that. Be- and, and, and let's talk about why. And then we talk about the factors that have gotten in the way of their feeling organized. Of course, sometimes we talk about what organized is for them. Um, but the, the negative talk that I hear so much, um, I almost always can try to turn around to a more positive way to think about it. And it and it usually makes the client more open to change or open to yeah. making a shift. I think that's a really great point. And it's I think it's important that this isn't, you know, just coming up with positive affirmations or, you know, thinking positively. It's about looking at the situation understanding what your what your deeper intention is and finding the language that reflects that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's just something we i feel like it's something we can do for ourselves once you know well yeah. that, that that if we just whenever we hear uh negative self-talk didn't we have early on didn't we have an episode on self-talk we did yeah and it strikes me that's an opportunity perhaps to explore what's behind that and I have mm-hmm. no recollection of what we said in our episode on self-talk <laughs> but I bet we no, said I that think, yeah I think it was probably like episode three or something like I that I think it was it was, it was pretty really early, early on yeah um, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes we'll figure out when it was um, and uh, and then reframe it into yeah. Um, yeah you know I just thought of something like this last couple of weeks um in our family barry walks bix in the evening and i walk him in the morning which is great for me because right. i don't like i'm it's hotter in the evening and buggier but and barry doesn't like getting up in the morning um but he was traveling and then he got an upper respiratory infection and he's still sick can you believe it oh, so no. he's getting better but um i've had to walk bix twice a day for all these days and Bix mm-hmm. is getting tired of it too I think <laughs> but um, <laughs> he I, I and I was thinking instead of saying to myself tonight oh god I have to walk Bix in the evening again um, I really would like to shift to I get to walk Bix because just think how sad I'd be if I didn't have Bix right I right. mean it's like it, it, it's it really is a privilege to walk back because he's a yeah. good boy and I'm so glad he's in my life and um, it's not Barry's fault that he can't do it right right and you know and like how 
great is it that you're in a position to be able to do to help your husband out and my dog yeah 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 you're right so yeah at least i'm not we're not both sick right right <laughs> yeah so you know it is there's an element of of looking for the silver lining and when it's things like that that you don't want to do um but it doesn't we're not suggesting that you do something that doesn't feel true to you because that's a problem in and of itself. And that's actually the problem that a lot of people have with affirmations is that mm-hmm. um, if you don't believe it, it that causes problems. Like your unconscious mind is like, well, that's not true. And um, here's all the reasons why it's not true. So it can backfire. Yeah, it's the opposite of what you're after with an affirmation. Yeah. 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 So um, so it is important for you to, to come up with something that resonates for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about when you were saying, I get to walk, Bix. I was, I wrote a blog post. I can't remember it that well, but it was about um, running marathons and I think it was my second marathon and um I remember having this like overwhelming feeling of joy that I get to do this and um I'll have to look for that blog post but I remember the the I think the blog post was called getting to joy and that was like you know I get to feel like this. Like, how lucky is that? <laughs> and instead of thinking like, oh, I'm at mile 18 and I'm in a little bit of a euphoric state right now and I still have eight more miles to run and it's probably going to suck a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're uh, Yeah, that's great. I want to read that blog post. Yeah, we'll have to find that. Um, but I, the, it's just helpful to think about... Um, you know, what feels onerous to you. Um, If there's something that you're procrastinating on, changing what you call it can help. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example, like, um, oh, you know, we were talking about social media recently. And one of the things that I did to, and I haven't done this in a while, and it probably would be good for me to bring this back, is instead of you know saying, oh, I have to do social media, I thought about it as connecting. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, oh, it's time to connect, or I need to take 15 minutes to connect today. That's excellent. Yeah, and so, That's and an that excellent. totally, oh, yeah. It takes, it just, it, it talks about the benefit, talks about why you're doing, why it's important to you. Yeah. And it takes away that I got to do this because that's what everyone says I have to do. Right. Yeah. That's excellent. So, um, and in fact, speaking about procrastination, I talked about this a little bit at a talk I did last week, um, where a lot of people really get down on themselves about procrastinating even though they always get stuff done um they just 
get it, you know, they like come sliding in at the, at the last minute with it. And if you, if you happen to be a person that knows that you get things done and that's your process and you don't feel like you're shortchanging yourself in any way, changing how you perceive that, like rather than thinking that you're procrastinator, you can think about it in terms of, um, I think we talked about this before, the concept of just-in-time production mm-hmm. or just-in-time inventory where a company will make things only as they're ordered and they don't maintain a big inventory. Mm-hmm. And so if you think of yourself as a just-in-time producer as opposed to a procrastinator, then you can enjoy the time leading up to when you work on it. Rather you know, than beating yourself up for not working on it. Right. Think about right. when we were both doing freelance writing. Because mm-hmm. we always got the piece done. Right. Right? Yeah, never What if that. we had enjoyed the time leading up to that, knowing that we were going to get it done and that we were just going to wait to do You know, it wasn't right. time to do it yet. Right, because we spent so much time worrying about not working. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I love that. And, and just-in-time production sounds much more efficient. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're going to do it anyway and you get the work done, if that's the process, then, yeah, reframing it rather than really making yourself unhappy and also unproductive um, is much better. Yeah. And you know what's sort of funny? Like, as I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm thinking about what if I would have thought of myself as a just-in-time producer, there's a way in which that, I feel like that would free me up to get started sooner. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was like, just thinking that. Is that That's crazy? So yes, because it would, it would, I don't know, it's like, it makes you more agile, and, and you think about this, I, I, the steps it's funny i'm having trouble articulating what i'm trying to say so i should let you talk but the way we used to do it i always felt like my feet were in in mud like i just wasn't um getting it done well and i think part of that was around not trusting that we would get it done oh and like worrying about it but Mm -hmm. had we trusted ourselves that you know that we will get it done we're not going to miss a deadline we never have Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I trust that I will get this done, then suddenly it seems so much easier to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, I think I feel like maybe that's a bit of wisdom from our maturity, <laughs> our <Yeah>. many years. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when I think about, like, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about upcoming client appointments if I you know if it's a first appointment for example I don't prepare right. for it and I know that I can just you know re- I read the email again in the car and but I know my colleagues who have been doing business a lot less time than I have are you know probably spend a lot of time thinking about it and worrying about it and may, there's nothing to do so they're probably not necessarily doing anything <laughs> but right that and that's different because that's not procrastination but it is that trust uh, that you mentioned. I, you know, I know I can. Yeah. I can just do it. 
it's well and and you are in fact reframing a thought there you know there's the thought that like oh i i need to know more to be able to do this well mm-hmm. and you reframe it to i trust that that i will do what i need to do to prepare for this and that i will be prepared when i arrive yeah yes that's right and it just i, like I don't trusting yourself I, yeah not. and when i mm-hmm. when i say that i feel like it just so much more opens up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I'm sitting with that. I think that's great. I hope other people find that as helpful as it's, it feels to me. <laughs> <laughs> and me. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. This the, Maybe this one's just for us, Janine. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're just doing self-therapy for as a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that could be a whole new way we could get so much done if we just yeah, you know, yeah have our own therapy every week. <laughs> but you know what? I, as as we're looking, as I look back on how we've done this podcast, there was an element of that, and then there was a point at which we just trusted that we would be able to do it because we remember to start with we felt like we really needed to prepare and we needed to. Um, have examples and have different things we talked about and oh uh, yeah we had a whole template of things that we thought we would do different segments and stuff like that right um, right that we very we abandoned fairly quickly once we trusted that we didn't need it right we used to try to pre-plan our topics <laughs> I think, didn't we? <laughs> yeah I think we did. I think when we finished recording one, we mm. decided what we were going to do the next week. I think that right. was in hopes that we would think about think it about in between. It. Right. Which didn't really happen, the thinking about it. So now no. we just have that conversation at the beginning. I mean, sometimes we know we're going to record next week. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, there's a – we we – feel we trust that we can sit down and record a podcast episode that people will want to hear yeah and that and that feels really great to to be able to say that and know that it's true right um yeah so i think that the thing to remember with reframing is to Use it in situations where um, you're feeling bad about something, whether it's something that someone is saying, something you're saying to yourself, or a way that you're um, taking action or not taking action, as the case may be, Mm -hmm. and delve down into the deeper intention and think about different words you could use to mirror that more closely and to feel to so it has a name that inspires you or or helps you recognize the deeper intention under what's happening yes Hmm. anything else to say about reframing you sound like you have something else to say i I don't i know i do but I, i do i believe that i sound that way (laughs) However, I don't really. I was actually (laughs) trying to think of a way I could um, 
um, integrate American Ninja Warrior <laughs> into this. <laughs> That's what my mind, that, that what it sounded like I was thinking about something profound, that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> well, did, I mean, you already said that you don't feel bad about your love for American Ninja Warrior. Oh, no, I don't. People are surprised by my passion for it, but I am not. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it, no. Yeah, but you could imagine if you, that if someone did feel bad about their love for it, that you could come up with a phrase that would embrace what you love about it that's right uh, uh, right like they might come up they might say i love watching the incredible athleticism dedication and sportsmanship every week yeah i was just thinking um i like to cheer on a challenge oh yeah that's absolutely and then of course there is the fact that many of the male contestants don't wear shirts <laughs> It has nothing to do with it, though. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> we'd like to hear from you. Um, is there something in your life that you'd like to reframe and maybe you're stuck with it? You can leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. You can leave a uh, comment on the show notes or hit us up on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Getting to Good Enough and on uh, what's the other one? Twitter, Twitter at GTG Enough. Um, but for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I was trying to come up with something that I was going to reframe and I got nothing. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah, maybe next time. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.